Hi, Corporate Optometry Nation. This is Dr. Maria Sampalis. Today, we're going to talk to Dr. Opti Bora. We're going to talk about optometry in India and see how it's different than optometry in the U.S. Hi, Dr. Bora. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thank you, Dr. Sampalis, for uh, inviting me for this podcast. It's a real pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have other people from other countries on this uh, podcast, so a lot of ODs can learn what's going on around the world. So Dr. Vora is an Indian optometrist. She's been about working about six years now. She's both part in clinical, uh, part retail and clinical practice in India. She's also visiting faculty and opinion leader for Cooper Vision in India. She's the first optometrist from her school to be a fellow of the American Academy of Optometry. And she moved to the U.S. in 2016 and graduated with an MBA. She is currently working as a clinical operations manager at, for a telemedicine company. And today we would like to learn more about the different aspects of optometry in India and the potential opportunities that there are for other optometrists. A lot of great information on this podcast to learn and, and listen from Dr. Bora. Uh, so we're going to jump it right in. Um, can you give us a brief history about optometry in India, uh, especially as it's not a regulated profession in India? Because a lot of companies are coming to the U.S. and think if we learn what's going on over there. Uh, yes, definitely. So yes, sadly, optometry is not yet a completely regulated profession in India. Just to give you a brief uh, history about when it, where it all started. So our first optometry school started in like 1985. And it is the elite school of optometry, which is in Chennai. It is still one of the best institutes that we have right now. But uh, sadly, after that, there was a pause where people felt that optometry as a profession was not something which is of a priority or people need it. It was not until the whole program of national program to control the blindness, avoidable blindness was launched in India because they realized that 1.5% of the global blindness was in India. And that's where they realized that there was a lack of complete qualified optometrist. And since 2000, a lot of spur in new optometry schools coming up. And currently we have about 48 optometry schools. Wow, that's a lot for 1985. Yes. So it's it actually, since 1985 till 2000s, we just had probably one or two. But it was from 2000s that we... From 2000s to 2019, we currently have about 48 schools, which are offering about four-year optometry undergrad program. So that is a huge leap for an optometry as a profession in India now. So this is what is going on currently in India. Even without regulations, people have realized the importance of optometrists and how optometry plays a key role in our, you know, treating people with avoidable blindness, especially like refractive errors or cataracts. So... Can you give us a current scenario of optometry in India? Uh, just to give you another brief, in optometry in India is slightly different than how it is practiced here in the United States. So people do not have an individual practice always. They are usually associated either with a clinical practice where they work along with an ophthalmologist. They also work as a part of an optical uh, setup or a retail optical. Uh, say how you have a Walmart optical here. There are small retail practices which would take an optometrist to work with them. And there are a few optometrists who work along with corporates like Bosch & Lam, Cooper Vision, SLR, Luxottica. So that's how the practice is done currently in 
India. And there was a recent study done in 2016 uh, with, by me and few of my colleagues where we did a study about across 13 colleges. And we figured out because now uh, we have an option to juggle between different combinations of work, 57% uh, of the graduates would prefer working in multiple setups and contribute as much as, that, as they can. Can you give us a little bit of information on what Luxottica or Bausch & Lohm or Cooper Vision look like in India? I feel Cooper Vision, uh, Luxottica, SLR, Bausch & Lohm, I think they have kind of realized that there is a little gap in terms of a standardization. Like if there is a, a product launched, say, in the United States, there are all qualified optometrists or doctors using it. While in India, you might not find that qualified optometrist everywhere. So they have launched a couple of educational programs as well. So they are being a pioneer and they're contributing towards educating the optometrist and then launching a product. So that's how the scenario is slightly different in India with these corporates compared to United. So I know there's a lot of new schools that have opened yeah. um, and a lot more optometrists because of the need in India um, and a lot of corporations there as well. Yeah. But I know one site's a charity yes. from Luxottica and they go to India once a year yeah. at least um, to provide services. Are you familiar with that or any other charities uh, um, that optometrists are going to India and, and how are they trying to, you know, grow that in India so they don't need charities? To I, I know I'm not too much aware about the the one site in India, to be honest, but I know the Bran Holden Vision Institute has done a lot of work in India. They provide like educational background. They teach the locals how to do like vision screenings. They provide few like, you know, uh, self-assessment tools, something which is done using by companies like iNetra, where they can just do like a vision screening or basic refraction. Uh, and that's how they try to kind of give uh, eye care in rural areas of India and also educate and build a force which will be like more sustainable by themselves. How do Indian optometrists deal with online competition like LensCart? I know LensCart's a big player in India. Yes. Uh, actually, it's not just LensCart. LensCart was just one major online competitor. But as I mentioned, like, you know, optometrists also work with small retail practices and they have their own optical outlets back in India as well. So there were bigger players like Reliance, uh, which is also a big industrial impact in India. We also had a Tata group which started their chain stores. And that also impacted the whole retail aspect and the economical aspect for an optometrist. To basically fight that, what they have started doing is uh, diverging more into the other practices of optometrists, like specialty contact lenses, orthoptics, low visions, because initially, uh, as we know, eh, like selling glasses would make more money in India compared to providing those external services. But to sustain, they have started focusing on more quality and providing better eye care and rather than just making money and focusing on only retail aspects of it. How are optometrists in India working towards regulating the profession in India? I think it's good for all the optometrists in the world to join in together and try to elevate the profession. Yes, I think uh, with this, you know, huge leap in the number of people who are uh, taking optometry with the schools coming up with optometry programs, the 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 pioneers, the people who kind of graduated probably 20 years, 25 years back, have realized that they are the ones that who need to kind of work towards regulation. 
who would know the profession best than them. So we do have a couple of organizations which are working really hard selflessly uh, to help make this more regulated. To just give you a few of them, to begin with, we have an optometry federation, the Indian Optometry Federation, which is a registered national body, which is actively working towards creating awareness about optometry and its contribution to the society. Along with that, they are also actively lobbying the government to obtain independent status for optometry in India. So it is definitely involved with government, so it's taking quite a long time. But at least we have one organization working towards that. Uh, about the second organization that I would like to talk about is the Association of Schools and Colleges in India. They are trying to create awareness about optometry as well in the Indian society. They're also trying to improve the standard of optometric education and making sure that it is more general and not that there's no too much of a difference in terms of the quality of education provided. And we also have another uh, body called Optometry Council of India, which serves as a peer-reviewed independent body to promote high standards of professional practice. So it's basically for people who are already practicing and they want to make sure that there's a, a quality control in education and the practice of optometry. So these are the three major bodies who are working towards creating those standards. We also have a young group of fresh students and they have started up promoting optometry and awareness by using social media. This group is by fresh graduates and uh, like few of the students. It's called Let's Revolutionarize. And that's the, that's the thing that they're doing it on social media and creating constant awareness on Facebook, Instagram, and all those other medias. Yeah, I think that's important to get that word out there in India, especially. Are they doing things just to promote the profession or are they letting patients know there's resources out there for them um, and that they can see them for their uh, eye problems? They are doing both because the problem with uh, optometry itself, the name is not out. Like people don't know, op didn't know optometry as a profession for a very, very long time. It is only now recently with all this effort, people have realized, oh, optometry is a profession. It is something different than ophthalmologist or an optician. So people are, uh, first, uh, everyone is trying to kind of make people aware about it and then, you know, go towards pressurizing the government that you need to have us because we do a lot of work, which not an optician or an ophthalmologist can do. So I feel at this point, the uh, people have realized awareness is the major criteria that they want to crack in. How are different aspects like HIPAA, insurance laws and laws work in India? For uh, to be very honest, there is not much of regulation. As I mentioned, it is not a regulated profession yet. So we don't really face a lot of uh, HIPAA issues or any law issues. But these institutes, which kind of make sure that we have a quality practice, do keep a tab on it, but there's no legal aspect to it. As far as insurance is concerned, it is very, very different than what it is in the United States. So in India, insurance is a choice. It is not mandatory. So not majority of the people don't have any vision insurance. So that is kind of a setback, but at least because of no insurance, vision uh, services are very much affordable. So people do go for an eye exam and it is way more affordable than it is in the United States. Can you give us pricing? I know I had patients in my office say that when they go back to India to visit their family, uh, you know, a pair of glasses is, is so much cheaper than oh, yeah. here. Even... <laughs> 
Yes, I would say if you take everything like the frame, the best lens, everything would be anywhere between like hundred and hundred and fifty dollars, like everything included, like progressive transitions. AR, correct? A progressive transition might go up to two hundred dollars, but yeah, that's the range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is way way cheap. Yeah, I mean, I I thought it was crazy. Patients <laughs> tell me got silhouettes uh, with crystal coating. Oh and yes. then it was something so cheap. Yeah, I'm um, saying 150 so, 200 as an upper limit. It, uh, you also find like cheaper options, which can you if you have. So they also have some local uh, coatings and local lenses available, say by GKB Opticals, which is a lab in India. Okay, so they, they also provide quality uh, lenses, though they are not an international brand. But we do have those options. And with that, you can get something within $100, like a whole pair. With crisis, yeah, with so there's like, a lot of affordability. Yes. Um, so these patients there, they can have those options. And I think that's great. Yes. What are the areas of different opportunities for eye care industry in India? I feel right now, uh, you know, as we discussed everything, it is at the spur of growth and everyone is pushing and trying to incorporate all things possible. So there are like unlimited opportunities at this point, but just to brief you out a few of them. So uh, we have a lot of programs which are conducted by colleges like LVPEI or say Shankaranitralaya, uh, which are offering several PhD programs and they definitely need mentors. So any any, any researchers or any optometrist who are looking for uh, research assistance or who who need who want to do something in a different country, they can definitely collaborate with these institutes and get a new aspect of research and data for them. They are also offering these colleges are also offering. Uh, if you have any product which you want to be tested in India, they also do like a research for you. So it's not just just having an assistant. You can just launch if before launching the product in India, you can do a test run or a research with these institutes. They also offer a student exchange program, which I was fortunately even a part of through my college, which is Lotus College of Optometry where we were able to go to France, Paris, and understand their aspect of study. And so did the students from France, optometry came to India, and they were part of various um, scientific sessions. They are part of rural uh, eye uh, eye, eye care screening and eye examination. So there's a lot of scope in terms of exchange program as well. Another aspect to it is also being part of several conferences. Now that they are trying to create a quality education, we have several conferences organized by um, organizations like Masterclass Optometry. In fact, just to give you a fun fact, they they were the first uh, organization which created, which conducted a knowledge fest where uh, they had people from BCLA, which is British Contact Lens Association, to come in and interview people for a fellowship. And we had 30 fellows who kind of passed the exam. So they are trying to collaborate with various organizations, invite them to India and increase the standard of quality and practice. That is one aspect which is more education and more corporate, uh, like more towards that. As far as the product is concerned, uh, there was just a recent study which was published in 20, uh, 2019, January, which said that India is flooded with unbranded products. So for any branded company, they kind of analyze that with the awareness of brands uh, through the 
through internet and media there is a gr- there is a potential growth of about 15 to 18% every year so this is an untouched and untapped market at this point and i feel there's a lot of potential not just in education but also with corporate yeah i think corporate optometry will definitely grow yeah. over there um especially now with all the optometry schools that and then the number of people that need services yes. It's definitely going to grow, and especially since things are so much more affordable. Yes, they are. <laughs> compared to over here for, for There products. is also a little downside of this, to be honest, that, you know, if uh, things here, like things made here, products made in the United States, because of all the rules and leg- regulations, there's a lot of investment that goes in. So if you're trying to sell something that expensive to India, it might be a difficult entry point. So to be very honest, it has to be more... Uh, tuned in or made more modified to meet the indian market you cannot sell something for like 200 dollar lens to a to a country where the whole glasses are made in 100 dollars so there is an understanding of the market which goes mm-hmm. in before developing a product for that country what can optometrists in india do if they want to come here to the us and i know that's hard for them to practice but what other avenues can optometrists in india do um, to kind of come to the U.S. and explore their yes, opportunities. Yes, so the biggest downfall is that optometrists uh, from India cannot practice here, but that's not the end. I feel the quality of education and the 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 great amount of exposure we get seeing these patients is very, very huge. So the experience doesn't go away. And just like how I had done, I kind of moved into getting my optician license. So they can always become an optician. They, I pursued my MBA so they can also get into management role and work into the clinical aspects or management aspects in optometry. So I feel that is one, one direction to go for. But uh, not able to practice optometry is not the end. Colleges here do offer master's program and even PhD in vision science. So any optometrist who, who is coming from India and is interested in vision science can definitely opt for that. I know a couple of them who have opted for like master's and PhD in vision science, and they are doing extremely well, either as prof- associate professors or researchers. So there's definitely a scope of still going into more research or clinical-based practice or going into management. So I feel these are the other two aspects or the direction what any optometrist from India can look into. How about optometrists here in the U.S. if they kind of wanted to go explore opportunities in India? Are are there opportunities for optometrists licensed here to to do something in India or what are the rules there? Yes. Uh, So right now there are no rules for any optometrist. So if you are an optometrist from United States, you can definitely practice in India. So that is a yay, yay and a plus for any optometrist who want to go there. And the good thing is, uh, as majority of the schools and I mean, majority of the schools and colleges are trying to know what is happening around the world, they would be more than welcome to learn from your experience. So you can have your own practice, you can teach, you can be a consultant, you can work with any corporate uh, companies. So being an optometrist from a different country or even say United States, you can explore all the avenues back in India too. So the things for you and in American optometrist is all open. I think that's that's great. We have the high level of education here that we kind of can practice and recognize in other countries. And hopefully we can bring that knowledge to other countries and help them progress. I know Switzerland recently had 
recognized optometrist for 2020 in the year 2020 um, as being able to treat um, diseases and a lot of all over the world a lot of optometrists recognize that as opticians and I think we can all work together to kind of elevate uh, the yes. profession so I want to thank you for your time today Dr. Vora um, for taking the time to explain to us um, what's going on in India and you know all the strides that optometrists and yourself are making to promote the profession I think it's good for corporate optometrists to learn what's going on because a lot of these corporations are overseas and they want to, they, they understand the market there, but the market here is yes. a little different. So I think we need to see and learn and understand what's going on there and work together to mm -hmm. make sure that our profession is at the highest standard of care for our patients and for our future optometry. Yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Sampalas, for showing this interest to learn about the optometry back in India and for all your support. I really, really appreciate you, Corporate Optometry, for giving this opportunity and I'm really thankful. I hope we can work something really good for the optometry as a profession. <laughs>